0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is Kayvon Thibodeau an actual draft target for the Cowboys in this year's class? Maybe, according to one NFL source, all that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your locked team locked every locked day.
1: Locked on. Locked, locked, on. On. locked on Cowboys, locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, draft week is here. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm excited, man. I mean, I, it's weird because you, you kept on looking at, at the date uh, on, on the weekend and realizing, you know, a week from now we'll have uh, all the complaints in the world about what what, what happened on draft night. And uh, and and you know, listen. I mean, I obviously. Uh people are gonna be thrilled or uh, or pissed about whatever the Cowboys do. But I- I'm excited that it was finally here. Uh and we're we're mere days away from finding out yes. how the Cowboys picks are gonna be. Uh,
1: so Monday is traditionally a day where we got get a lot of news in re- you know, in yeah. regards to the draft, whether that's uh, players being linked to certain teams. Big odds changes. Uh, Sometimes we'll get some injury-related news. We got all of that on Monday morning. And some of it Cowboys-related. Some of it related to players that the Cowboys could be interested in. So today, Landon, we're going to go through some of those little tidbits and rumors and nuggets. Let's first start with a report from Albert Breer. uh, that He said the Cowboys have had their radar up uh, and ready for Kayvon Thibodeau. If he slides, Uh, do you believe that, first and foremost?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that they've kind of hinted that there were specific players who, if they fell in the draft, they would be interested in kind of being aggressive and going up and getting. I mean, I think the guy that we've been kind of circling and highlighting has been Charles Cross, just due to the fact of the positional value, uh, the fact that he was a 30 visit, and and, and the fact that, that we've heard similar rumors that he could be a guy that could fall, or at least that's what we've heard talk about. Uh, but I think Thibodeau falls right squarely into that those categories as well. I mean, he wasn't a 30-day visit, but he but he was. You know, he plays a position the Cowboys need. Mm-hmm. He's a highly ranked player. He's a guy that a lot of folks have been talking about as a potential to fall because of uh, you know teams not liking his kind of more modern attitude towards uh, 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 you know branding and that sort of sure. thing. So. Um, I I believe that the Cowboys would be interested simply because he is a top five talent at a position of need at a highly valuable position. Uh, And if he fell, I I, I think the Cowboys wouldn't be afraid to go get him.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree. I think the Cowboys probably have a lot of interest there. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's the number one player in the class for them. Right. You look at what Dan Quinn traditionally likes in his right defensive ends. Thibodeau hits just about everything. Uh, But the question for me, for you is, Landon, at what point do you start making calls about him? Uh, We've heard whispers that Cowboys and the Panthers have maybe talked at least a little bit about getting up to six. That's a pretty rich trade. But would he have to slide outside the top nine or ten picks for you to start seriously considering it?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the interesting thing, right? Is that we've heard that, I mean, one of the other rumors that we're hearing and this is not a surprise because I think you and I have been talking about this for a while is that I think it's going to be pretty cheap to trade up this year. I I think a lot of teams are going to be looking to bail out of those top 15 picks. There isn't a ton of talent out there that a lot of teams are viewing as worth it. And I think if all that talent goes early, there's going to be a lot of teams looking to bail out of their spots to pick up a couple extra picks um, you know, I, I think the Thibodeau situation is very interesting, right? Because you're trying to hit that that loophole of like, okay, well, he's fallen far enough that we can get you know into range, but is that going to be falling into some other team's lap, right? Like, is there a team waiting in the teens to scoop him up if if he falls there? So, I think the Cowboys can explore this and look into it. I personally. I mean I'd hate to give up next year's one and I don't know that this team is interested in doing that you know ever again while Jerry Jones is the owner so, but and I agree with the, you I was thinking about anything this short today. of that probably. I was thinking about
1: this today. like if the Panthers who pick at six, again, they have no draft picks um, I believe in the second, third or fourth round this year, would they be interested in something like 24, 56, the Cowboys fourth round pick this year and a second round pick next year? I think that might be appealing to them in a little bit. You know, they could slide down to 24, maybe still get a quarterback that they want, or maybe they take an offensive tackle there. They pick up some additional picks, but even then that might not be enough for Carolina. They might just say, no,
0: that's a lot, man. I mean, you know, it's like, and and, and not that it it isn't uh, uh, appropriate for, for the trade that you're making. It's a lot. Just, it's a lot, you know, and, and is that all worth one player? That's, you know that's kind of the question that we have to ask ourselves. Would you do that? We just ask you that. Would you?
1: Would you give up your two this year, two next year, and a fourth this year?
0: I think it would be hard. I I, I probably would not. I, I I mean I I probably would wait. I mean honestly I I think the spot that's where my issue here is that I would probably wait to a spot that he would already be gone. You know to trade up yeah. to. That's that's I, unless he falls to like you know, a spot where you could, you could, you know, throw in your third uh, and that'd be enough to go up or something or a second. Like maybe I, I can't imagine trying to trade more than that. And, and, and I think, you know, anything less than that is not going to be enough to get you up high enough to where Thibodeau would potentially land.
1: I think I'd probably do that to be honest though. I, I would yeah. give up the two twos just because, you are scheduled to get a bunch of comp picks next year, higher comp picks than what you have this year. You do have some fifth round picks that you could play around with. If you needed to move a couple of fifths to go get an additional fourth this year, you could do that. You'd still have your third round pick that, you know, maybe you could address one of your other needs, whether it's wide receiver or offensive line. I Just feel like in a class that I don't love the day two picks and stuff. If I can get a guy that, could potentially transform my defense and I can pair him and Parsons together on rookie contracts.
0: It's pretty appealing to me at least. I, I certainly understand it. And I'm not like, you know, I don't think it's outrageous. Right. right. I, I mean, I, I, I just think for me, it's, a it's big like trade. yeah, it's a big trade. There's too many needs. It feels like, uh, and, and, and you're trading up for one that, you know, isn't specifically one of those big needs that you have. So it's, it's a lot to consider for sure.
1: Uh, all right, well, we've got I've got five other rumors that I want to get to today. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. Uh, I think I've been on Athletic Greens for about six or seven weeks now. And I actually, I really, really like it. I have it right in the morning before I have my first cup of coffee. Uh, so what is in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality qu- vitamins and minerals to help start your day off right. It costs less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health, and listen, it's cheaper than the cup of coffee that you buy every morning, and it's cheaper than going out and buying all the vitamins and minerals by themselves. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially with us heading into flu, cold, allergy season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million pills and different supplements. Uh, To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you five free, uh, yeah, excuse me, five uh, free tribal plaques plus a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com
2: slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, let's get to some new rumors. Uh, some more rumors. This one from Peter King. Now, normally mock drafts are kind of crazy. You shouldn't put much stock into them. However... It's important to kind of look at who's doing the mock drafts and their connections. Peter King is pretty close with Jerry Jones. He always has been, right? Uh, he mocked them, Tyler Linderbaum in the first round. Now, Linderbaum is somebody that we've been hearing from at least the Cowboys media that they're maybe not interested in, but could this be one of the, you know, maybe surprise players that the Cowboys do pick at twenty-four?
0: Man, I hope they do, simply because, simply for the epic level of meltdown in the Dallas media, the fact that they were all completely fooled, and and they were all completely wrong. Uh, listen, I have been waiting for the uh, the draft where all the tendencies that the Cowboys have are used against uh, the other teams, and they completely go against type, they completely go against expectations. Uh this would this would definitely qualify for that they have been you know implying that they have nothing uh no interest in this guy in the first round that this is not a guy that they are uh thinking about bringing in that he was specifically one of those offensive linemen that didn't get brought in for the 30 visits um i if this were to be the pick that would be amazing and and honestly i i i kind of hope i mean i, I love the player so i hope it does anyways but but i also think just for the for the laughs uh, it would be pretty amazing if if the Cowboys was uh, the Linderbaum was the pick at 24. Yeah,
1: I, I like Linderbaum a lot. I, I, I would be very happy if that was the pick. I I still have my doubts that it would be. Uh, but however, I think it's interesting that Peter King narrowed it down to basically an interior offensive lineman, and he mentioned that in his mock. He said, "I'm going with a gut call, putting Linderbaum in there." To me, that really reads as the Cowboys are probably going to pick an offensive lineman early in this draft. And because he didn't have Linderbomb going yet, it made a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I, I like I said, it, it makes a ton of sense in a lot of different ways. The way it doesn't make sense is how we've been told that it's not a pick that the Cowboys are yeah. interested in. So yeah. I think it would be a great pick.
1: Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's continue with the offensive lineman Ken Young Green. Um, he's been mocked to Dallas in just about every mock I've seen today outside of a couple, uh, couple things on him though. Uh, we're seeing a lot of the big Dallas Cowboys, you know, media members, the ones who are quote unquote plugged in, mocking Kenyon Green to Dallas. And in fact, if you asked me today uh, to to make a prediction on who the Cowboys pick at twenty four, I would go Kenyon Green. However, Daniel Jeremiah said that there's some serious knee concerns here that could force him out of the first round. And I actually tweeted a video of it today. And Dane Re- Brugler replied back um, and said, I'm going to read the, Dane's exact response. He said, it's possible that he falls a little bit. But those who I talked to said, it's more of a down-the-road issue than a clarity concern right now. Does that make you nervous about Kenyon Green?
0: No. I mean, I've, I've been through the Ron Leary situation, so... It's it's very similar where, you know, they were told, they told us his knee was going to fall off at some point, and it never did. So, uh, I mean, eventually, you know, he fell off in play, but he played a very long, very, very fruitful career and was one of the best guards in football for a long time. So, uh, I, I mean, obviously, we don't have the information that the, the teams have. The teams are going to know better than we do exactly how serious this knee is, and obviously there are varying degrees of those knee injuries. So... Um, I feel I feel pretty confident that if the team drafts him, that they feel confident in the knee. Um, uh, this, there's been too many of these situations that have gone positively uh, for me to kind of gamble against that. I, I feel like th- there are knee issues that you should look out for, but if we're talking about something like, you know, beyond the the first contract, I don't know that's 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 not something i i I feel like we necessarily need to worry about too much
1: uh yeah without knowing exactly what's going on there if if it's only going to make them fall a little bit obviously teams aren't super concerned about it right i mean they they must not think it's anything that's going to cause them to miss games right away or anything my guess is it's probably what maybe some cartilage stuff or maybe a meniscus that's going to need fixed down the road but I don't think I don't think it's anything that we should be overly concerned about here.
0: I imagine it more as a tiebreaker, you know, like sure. a thing more than a actual fall, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you still think he's the favorite to be the Cowboys' pick uh, here at twenty twenty-four? I mean, I, I think the reason that he's the pick to be the pick at twenty-four is because I, most t- people feel pretty confident that he will be there at twenty-four when they pick. The Cowboys like him, we know that, and he, you know, fits in at the position of need that they want. So. I think that he's the safe bet simply for the fact that I think he's the most consistently going to be at 24 that they like. I don't, sure. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's what makes him the, the most likely pick. Uh, all right. A couple more. So according to ESPN's
1: Todd McShay, uh, N'Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd both have some serious medical red flags. Um, according to uh, McShay, the, the, the knock on Dean is he's got, a shoulder issue, a pec issue, a knee uh, injury, and there's some also some other minor injuries that he had at Georgia, which could call, cause him to fall out of the first round. Uh, Devin Lloyd, according to, uh, I believe it was Albert Breer, uh, I guess a few teams medically flunked him and took him completely off the board. Wow. Do you see either of those guys being options for the Cowboys at 24 or even at the top of the second round if the Cowboys wanted to trade up?
0: Uh maybe, yeah, the top of the second round if the Cowboys wanted to trade up. I mean, I'm not super interested in earmuffs, Marcus drafting an undersized injured linebacker in the first round. You know, uh I I think who said
1: who said that's the case?
0: Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I think that it makes sense to me that he falls out of the first yeah, round with I, I, all that. Both of them, uh, honestly. Both yeah. Of them. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if Lloyd's situation is that's so bad that some teams have failed him, that's really not good. Yeah. Uh, and that may that may cause him to fall a lot more than we think it is. I think that Dean was already kind of borderline, you know, a first round yeah. pick, like first and second round anyway. So uh, all of that stuff you mentioned doesn't sound necessarily – Super long term, necessarily. Maybe more just kind of like it's going to cause him beat up problems. I, I yeah, I think he's just beat up from the season, honestly. Well, and I mean, again, that's a whole other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is how well is he going to hold up in the NFL? Because I mean, he is undersized. So, so um, I,
1: I got it right here. I, I just took me a minute to find it. This is the, the exact words from Albert Breer. Dean's medicals have come up a few with a few teams. There's nothing disqualifying from drafting him. But he has a shoulder uh, labrum repair. He's got tendonitis and tearing in his knee. Plus, Ooh. there's a pec issue, a groin injury, an ankle injury, and a laundry list of other minor injuries that he's been playing through.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's scary, man. I mean, I, again, it's he's been playing through it, and that's great. But it's like uh, you're already dealing with that stuff, and you're not even in the league yet. You know, it's like that's concerning. That's, that's concerning. And listen, I mean, this is something that we've seen – with these Alabama players too, right? Where they've come into the league, beat up. Um, you know, my my concern is that with 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 someone like Dean, is that this is uh, a kind of uh, showing you the issues with with being slightly undersized. Here is that I mean, linebacker is a position that you get beat up just like running back, right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 you know, that's it's great to have a player who can fly around and make plays, but if he's only going to be you know at his level for Three years because of all the injuries that he's been dealing with, that may not be make it worth it for a first round pick.
1: But do you know who Breer mocked to the Cowboys at number
0: 24? Kobe like D. Oh boy, there you go. So, you so, uh, can both I, sides of your mouth there. Uh, yeah, uh, I
1: my guess is that, and I as Mache said, it's more likely than not Dean falls out of the first round. Maybe if the Cowboys traded out of the first round completely, or if he fell to a certain point at the second round, maybe that's when the Cowboys would be interested. But I, I just have a hard time believing they're going to take Jacoby Dean there. It, it just, it I, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, that's a lot of red flags there. And red you're flags. already talking about a, an undersized linebacker. So I love the tape, but uh, I think that there are other line, there's a lot of good linebackers in this draft. So maybe you just wait on, on getting a, a healthier, more athletic, more bigger guy that you can develop a little bit.
1: Yeah. All right. Last one here from Tony Pauline of the Pro Football Network. Uh, He said that NFL teams have Kyle Hamilton falling to the late teens and 20s. Um, And he said a team like the Cardinals or the Cowboys could potentially be landing spots for him. Kyle Hamilton falls that, that far. Are you interested? Because that might be one of the guys that the Cowboys didn't consider. At all, they didn't bring him in for a thirty visit, but the talent's just too good for them to pass up.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that I, I think that we're we're kind of considering this a fall, right? We're considering this 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 guy is a top of the a draft talent, blah blah blah. Maybe this is the correct spot for him to be drafted, right? You know. I, I don't know. I, I think I probably would I probably would pull the trigger. But, man, you're going to need to do a lot of stuff to kind of, you know, make up for the fact of, that you're drafting a safety at 24, you know, because it's just one of the positions that you're kind of already set at. Uh, mm-hmm. You've used a first-round pick on this guy now. So now you've got to really kind of, and, and you know what? Maybe this is the uh, this is the price you pay for not fully kind of getting your roster where it needed to be into the draft. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I like the player. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't hate him on the team. I hate what the Cowboys will have to do to kind of you know make the rest of the draft plan work if they take a safety at twenty four.
1: That's the hard part, right? If we're talking about the rest of the draft, yeah, the Cowboys would probably have to do some things either via trade, some trading up or whatever to fill some of the bigger holes on the roster. However, I think Dan Quinn knows how to use players like this, right? He turned J. Ron Curse's career around, right? He had this – I mean, I don't think they're quite the same player, but isn't Cam Chancellor sort of like this player that he had in Seattle? Right. Kind of. Yeah. Cam Chanson was six, three and a half, 225 pounds who kind of played in the box and roamed around a little bit. Keanu Neal is a smaller version of this when he was at his peak with Atlanta. If the Cowboys draft him, I actually I I feel confident that Dan Quinn could get the best football out of him. It's it's one of the, the fits I feel really good about, actually.
0: Uh, I definitely don't have any problem with the fit or the player. I mean, I think that that works, but the problem is, is that you already have J. Ron Kirsten. I know he's only ar- around for a one year deal, but it's like, it just feels like one of the positions where y- you're actually in a good spot. Um, and but
1: I, I, maybe, we, maybe we're maybe we looking at this wrong because everything that the Cowboys have done this offseason shows that this isn't years, the, the year they're really going for it, anyways, right? So just bring right. in the most talented players and by 2023 maybe curse won't even be a starter for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's the, 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 the look in the two year road, you know, they're looking down the road to 2023. That's certainly possible. Uh, And if that, if that's the case then this, just, you know, pick definitely makes a little more sense. Uh, I would just say that it, it kind of like, I mean, like I said, it, it just puts you in a spot that trying to get the rest of your needs filled, uh, through the draft it becomes a little bit more difficult. You're just not going to be able to do it, right? I mean, that's, yeah,
1: you're, you're going to go into training camp with a couple holes, and that's honestly, it's not the, it's not a killer, right? We've seen teams have weaknesses before, and you're able to overcome it with good coaching, right? Bengals didn't fix their offensive line at all last off season, and they were still a really good team. If the Cowboys don't have a third receiver that you feel great about, it's okay. There's things you can do to to mass that right you just you've got to be better in other areas
0: it's just that the cowboys haven't done that in a long time right the cowboy <laughs> the cowboys haven't gone into a training camp where they've had huge holes like that before uh i think you know we can argue about defensive tackle some of these previous seasons but they at least have bodies there i think this year you know unless things change you're not even certain who's your starting left guard or who your third wide receiver is at this point
1: yeah it's it's definitely a scarier situation than what we've been in the last couple of years, but if you're, might be worth the risk. Yeah. I I think it's probably worth the risk at that point. Right. Again, I don't think Hamilton's a perfect fit for a lot of teams, but for Dallas and with Dan Quinn, I actually feel really good that you could probably getting a pro bowl level player. And I don't think he's a traditional safety, right? I think he's a, a chess piece that you can use all over the field. And I feel pretty good about it. So I agree. All right. Uh, let's take one more quick break so we can tell you guys about Bilt Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. And it's because Built Bars just taste so good, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but get this, 17 grams of protein. And when you compare that to your average candy bar – that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Not even really a contest. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right. We got a new mock draft today at the uh, Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, Our guy Crocker gave the Cowboys Louis Seen a safety from Georgia, who we've actually talked about quite a bit on on this show. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on him, but a super athletic box safety that can run and hit. I actually saw today from uh, Albert Breer, same article, that some teams have Lewisine ranked higher on their board than Kyle Hamilton. Is that something you can get behind, or is that crazy talk to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy talk, though. I, I, I don't know. It's not that crazy. I mean, I think that Seen is one of these guys who um, – if he was in another draft would have been a lot more appreciated, right? Like I think if, if, if he was, if there wasn't a Kyle Hamilton um, you know, or a brisker like next to him uh, I think uh, he's a guy that would have been a little bit more appreciated because you don't get, you know, these sort of Uber athletic uh, uh, instinctual guys uh, that come in playing safety every single year. It's just not, it hasn't been happening as, as frequently. And I think this year they've got like three or four safeties who, are coming in that are kind of, you know, a couple that are first round clearly and a couple others that are, you know, borderline first and second round guys. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, their uh, safety value is just all over the place, you know, in, in the free agent market. And I think that that's going to be reflected in the draft market as well. Uh, I think that the Brisker, uh, Lewis Klein, these guys are uh, signed, or These guys are, are folks that are going to get drafted and then come in and play solid good yeah. roles for their team's, early. Uh, and then with the, with the, uh, the ability and the upside to develop into a uh, pro bowl, all pro safety. So yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like the player and I certainly wouldn't be upset if the Cowboys took him. And, th- and honestly, that's, that's the best part about 24 is that, again, this is a guy that we haven't even talked about very much. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, if the Cowboys picked him at 24, you know, outside of, again, what we just talked about trying to figure out how to make the rest of the draft work for what you need, Outside of that, you love the player that you're getting at 24. Uh, and I yeah. think he could be uh, give, give a real value to your football
1: team. Um, I like Scene a lot. It's just funny, though, sometimes how draft Twitter and draft media yeah. like falls in love with safeties, for instance. And here's some first-round safeties over the last couple of years that have been drafted relatively high. Darnell Savage in 2019. I like seeing so much more than I like Savage. And I was a big fan of Savage. Savage went uh, 21. Uh, Jonathan Abram, who went to the Raiders at 27. This guy is so much better in in coverage than Jonathan Abram. He is not a dirty hitter like Abram is, and he's so much more athletic, and he comes from Georgia. What's not to like? Terrell Edmonds went 28 to the Steelers. Uh, He was somebody who had third or fourth round tape. Good athlete, but no instincts. I I don't see why Seams should be ranked lower than all those guys, at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I think that that kind of again goes back to what I was saying is that, you know, there are so many years where it feels like these guys get falsely pushed up, right? These, these, these kind of less talented safeties get falsely pushed up because there just isn't any first round safeties that yet, yeah. right? This is not one of those guys. In fact, if anything, this is a guy who in one of those years probably would be talked about as a top 10 pick yep. because of 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 the kind of just if you look at the tape and the athleticism and, and you know the pedigree of where he came from it's hard to argue that he's had one of the you know ha- that he hasn't had one of the better safety seasons in recent memory. But again, obscured by the fact that he played at Georgia and was on a team full of all pros, there's already a class of two or three other guys that are coming in that are valid first to second round safeties. So he's guys like this are getting pushed down a little bit when any other year, they would have been artificially pushed up because they were the only sa- safety, you know, worth their salt in the in the draft class. Do find it
1: interesting that we've only had two safeties over the last, uh, well, I guess, off the last thirteen drafts that have been selected in the top twelve. It's Minka Fitzpatrick at number eleven in 2018, although he was kind of more of a cornerback coming out of Alabama, and Jamal Adams at six. After that, you've seen all these safeties fall, like Derwin James. People love Derwin. I still love Derwin. A lot of people thought of him as maybe the best player in the class. He fell to 17. Uh, You, you saw somebody like Savage go 21. Malik Hooker, even, you know, as great as he was, fell outside of the top 12 picks. Safety just seemed like there's not a lot of draft value, at least in the first round.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, it's one of those positions that we said it like the free agent market is kind of giving you a preview of exactly what the, the safety market is going to be like for in the, in the draft. It's, Different teams are evaluating the position differently. Different teams need different things from the position. Uh, and so the market is kind of crazy all over the place. And, and just the, that different viewing of the position means that there isn't enough uh, uh, drive for need yeah. for that spot to kind of drive those guys in the top 15 to top 10.
1: That's why as much as I love Lewis C, I wouldn't draft him in the first round just because you're not getting a ton of value. Look at what Pittsburgh did with Terrell Edmonds. They took Terrell Edmonds in the first round in 2018. Over the last four years, he started 60 games for them, and he's 25 years old. He signed a bet minimum contract last week at 25 years old for them. There's just no value in drafting a safety in the first round unless you think they are uber, uber special. And I think Kyle Hamilton has a chance to be that, and I think Louis Seen can be a borderline Pro Bowl player. It's just... You're, you're not you're not really getting the most bang for your buck when it comes to that pick. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll answer your questions tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a warm simulator, one final one, where we try to guess what the Cowboys will do uh, later in this week. And then Thursday, draft season. We'll get to uh, we'll talk Cheers. about what the Cowboys do. Uh, we'll get to complain about the picks that they made. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Landon. It should be. A lot of fun. Uh, make sure you guys are checking us out on YouTube. You can follow the show wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. Follow Landon at McCool BCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.
2: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music